This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Big, um... Uh... Envoy. Like the song. And we're just two guys who have no other trace number to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of yeah. release. This week, we're smoking major doobies as we watch Spine 420 in the Criterion Collection, man. Agnes Varda's Le Bonnier from 1965. Not not the not owner from the four by Agnes Varda box set. But first, RJ. Yeah. It's February. What does that mean? I don't know. It's February. It's uh not January like it was a week ago. Okay. No. Yeah, how, do, how, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Um, is that 20, to... it's 2024? We're in the second month already. Uh, do, do, how have you found your 2024 thus far? Um, if you had any New Year's resolutions, have you stuck to them? Um, what do you mean by that? How many fedoras have you purchased this year? Oh, quite a few, actually. Okay. I'm glad you asked. Uh, yeah, I've uh. One of my one of my biggest resolutions was to kind of like increase the amount of fedora active fedoras that mm-hmm. I could have at any kind of given time. Right. And uh I mean I think I'm thriving, to be honest. Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, uh, that's not the word that we're using, you know, around the lodge, but uh No? No. Oh. It's an anything but. Anything but. Um Okay, well, how many mm-hmm. how many did you get though? Because I know you kind of set like a, a new personal best. Like you've had you've had some big ones in the past, but like, um, what was like? Mean, what have you done this year? You mean fedoras? Yeah. My goodness. I like mean, your new record. I mean, uh, I don't uh, talk out of school, RJ. Okay. Well, just tell tell the people how you feel. No. No, how I mean, do I, 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 how do you begin? I mean, I'd be starting at I'm at zero right now. Mm. Okay. And do you feel like you've accomplished something because of that? Have I accomplished anything? Uh, yeah, I'll say yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. What, what are those things? Yeah. Nothing. It's none, of, none of your business. It's none, okay. of your, none of your business. Okay. Hey, um, you, you you slipped or anything yet this uh this year with all this winter? Are you slipping anywhere? Are you trying to like curse me? Like put slipping a hex on, on me and put that in my brain? You slipping on some ice at all? You yeah, be good? Slip on a little ice. Yeah, yeah. slip on yeah. a little ice there. Yeah, you don't you don't you know falls are bad for you. You don't want to fall. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did. 
not slip and fall on the ice, but it is incredibly slippery. Some would say slippery peaked. Whoa. We don't talk about him anymore. I know. I wouldn't use those words. I'm just saying some. You just did, though. No, I'm saying some. Jesus. Have used those words. Me, personally, me, I, uh, I would never say something like that. Okay. I would never say something like that. Uh, What were we talking about here? Um... Shit, I don't remember. No, I haven't fallen yet, which is good because um, falling is what I would describe as bad. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? So, so that's good. Riveting uh, stuff. Riveting stuff. <laughs> what do you have for dinner? Uh, chicken soup and tuna sandwiches. Okay, what what uh what constituted this chicken soup? I know you're not a big soup fan. You're on no, record. I, uh, I, um, my tummy was a little upset earlier, and uh, a comfort food of mine has always been, um, like what my mom would always make when it was raining was uh, chicken soup, like it, just like you know Lipton's chicken, and yeah. then uh, some tuna sandwiches. Which I know some people are like, that's a weird combination. It's like it sounds no, like it's, it. It's not. It's not that but weird. It, it's pretty. It's a. It's a pretty big slam dunk in my mind. So uh, I'm not. I'm not anti soup. I don't have an anti soup agenda. I just. I feel like people are exaggerating how much soup is the appropriate amount within like a seven day period. Uh, I mean, you know, you should know this because you work there. But does Pizza Hut have soup? Uh, we do have bread bowls on occasion, and like it's pasta. That's like a for s- some. You, is that a? Is that... Pasta or is it not, or is it a stew? Do they have stew? Uh, well, we're working on a stew. Um, and the only reason I bring it up, like, uh, is because like I understand that a pasta bowl, um, isn't like I understand that a pasta bowl isn't necessarily soup, but for our clientele, uh, they <laughs> Dege- call it the soup. <laughs> Degenerates. They say, "Can I get some of that uh, a soup there? You know, the one in the bread." <laughs> And uh, I say, yeah, sure. What else would you like? And they say, oh, nothing. Just uh, one of them soups. Is this uh, Dominique again? Dominique? Oh, no, he he kind of talk like this. Uh, yeah, so that's what I, that's what I had this uh, this evening. Um, so I had that Excellent. one for me, which was Very. pretty good. I'm glad. I'm glad. And has, is yeah. your stomach uh, doing better? I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, I, I just kind of had, I kind of got like a nausea halfway through the day. You ever get nausea? Sure. Every, every Wednesday. Okay. Um, oh. 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 Okay. Hey, no, hey RJ, we have no emails. Really? Oh, I, I didn't uh, promote that in, in any way. <laughs> That's fine. Remember how we said people last week know. Like, I, should, I should promote that in some way? Yeah, I think you say that every time. I always forget. No. I oh, I always. I just I'm just double checking here, and uh, mm-hmm. nope, nothing. Nothing. Too bad you read those uh, last week. I know, fucked up. Um, yeah, running on empty. In uh-huh. more ways than one. Okay. Um... In more ways than one. Well, I mean. Damn it! What else are we going to talk about? Uh, well, what did you have for supper? Uh, some spaghetti. Uh, what kind of spaghetti? Uh, spaghetti and uh, meatballs. 
Um, okay. Yeah, okay? but what, what kind of sauce did you get? Was it like to, a jar sauce? Ma- or did you did you make the sauce? <clears throat> I think yeah, it was just jar, out of a jar. Just just out of a jar. Um, I've told you my spaghetti sauce before, right? Uh, probably. You, you could you go ahead and tell me again. No, you you've never. You have not told me. You're gonna tell be shocked because it is another soup based um recipe kind of. So you just brown the hamburger, and then you get two cans of classic soup. One tomato, one mushroom. You put both of those in there. You just let it kind of cook. It gets to this like neon radioactive, like bright orange. Um, and you just kind of slap that on your spaghetti. It is highly, highly delicious. Yeah, I like I this radioactive orange. Oh, it's radioactive. Like, it, like once you're done, your plate, your plate looks like it's going to be stained forever. You're like, that's you, never I mean, coming out. I think, I think you could say fluorescent. Uh, no, it's radioactive. It's like emanating. It's like not not radioactive green. <laughs> not quite. It is so good. Uh, I will. I'm not much of um, for the gluttony. I've seen seven, so I know uh, I know to live within my means. But uh, uh, or when, else, or else, someone's gonna get you. Kevin, Kevin, um, Kevin will pay you a visit. Kevin will pay me a visit. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, but. So, like, I, I don't do that, but when I make the spaghetti, I can't control myself. I will eat plate after plate, and I will get so full that I always make myself sick, and I'm always like, don't eat so... It's like, don't have a second plate next time, because they're full-size plates. It's not just like, ah, oh, I'll just take a couple more. It's like, no, I'm eating that whole thing. So, um, I really, really encourage people to try this. I know it sounds weird, but uh, it's very simple. You just get the hamburger cooked. The two cans of soup, wait till it bubbles, give it a stir, and then pour it on. And I've spotted this sauce out in the wild. Do you know an establishment uh, known as Pops Pubbery? Pop Pubbery? Well, I kind of added uh, Pops Pub. You know Pops yeah, Pub? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one time I was there, this was years ago, and uh, my friend got like, I don't know, some dish that had like sausage with it. It was like a full sausage, and it had a secret sauce on the side uh, yes. and uh, he's like you want to try this i was like yeah i'll try it out and i was like hey tomato soup and mushroom soup and they're like what i was like i said i'll bet you fucking your life that that's tomato soup and mushroom soup um we never really got confirmation on that but i guarantee it i know exact i've been eating this my entire life i know what it tastes like i know what i got jared mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i know what i got so um oh, what was i saying anyways you should try it if you're a big spag- uh, spaghetti man Spaghetti. I also I also like it with spaghettini. Have you ever gotten that from the store? You ever bought spaghettini instead of spaghetti? Uh, it's just like thinner. It's just like thin spaghettis. Uh, no, no. Not as thin as like um no. not as thin as like a what's the really thin one? What's the really thin noodle? That's like spaghetti but super super thin. Not linguinis. No. Uh what's the really thin one? No idea. I don't know. <laughs> Look okay. it up. You got you you got the internet. You can look it up. Well, I was like, I'm texting. Um, sorry, I'm my mind's a little what? bit spacey. I'm texting somebody at the moment. You're wow, wow. Uh, okay, well here, here's why. This is supposed to be our time. You, me, and the listener. I know. And you're, my, uh, and you're and you're texting away. 
My um, my wow. furnace is doing something, and I have a coworker whose husband is like a heavy duty, heavy duty, heavy duty like plumber, um, like electrician kind of guy, and so like he knows how to deal with furnaces. So I was just ex- describing what was happening, and uh, I sent him some pictures, and I was like, "Do I need to get this fixed, man?" And uh, he just said, "I probably would before it becomes a bigger issue slash emergency." Uh oh. So, yeah, you got it's that, like um, you got that money set aside. Well, he's he says it's a pretty easy fix, mm. uh, so it shouldn't be that bad. But uh, as long oh. as we get it attended to, how old is the furnace? Thirty years old. Uh, yeah. But I so it's thirty years old. But I've we've had multiple people in here from different places, and this guy's come and looked, and he's pretty trustworthy. And he's like, this thing's in good shape. He's like, you service it like once a year, kind of thing. Just keep it clean. Mm. And he's like, this thing could. He's like, just use it until it dies. That's What's what they all recommended. What's okay, it so like, does it have goblins? Uh, it's it's goblins, it's goblins. Okay. Uh, no, it's like uh the pilot light will like it'll click and or not the pilot light the flames it'll, and then the flames go and turn on, but then it uh, it continues to do that like mm. as the furnace is running the flames don't go out. <clears throat> you know, RJ, it, it I'm, continues I'm, to go. I'm I'm not a plumber or electrician, yeah. but and but my advice would be uh yeah you should have that looked at. Well, no, I know. Well, I know. Like, it doesn't sound good, but that's why I was just asking this guy. I was just like, I was like, is this like, uh, how bad is this? Yeah, I was like, how bad is this? Um, and he has done like he he sometimes when he has time, uh, he he'll like come over and like fix stuff, and I'll I'll give him something. Like, I'm not like a, a freeloader. Like, uh, he he come came and did a bunch of stuff first once, and I uh I um honored his time, if you know what I mean. Oh, all right then. Okay. You can fill in those blanks however however you want. Uh, I'll leave it to our uh, one listener to fill in those blanks however he wants. Hey, RJ, what's been creeping on this week? Uh, Okay, now my text date is over. Now I can uh, give you my full undivided attention. I'll I'll be right here. You go on. (laughs) You tell me all about it, baby. What's going on with your furnace? Uh, Nothing. It's done. It's done. I've texted him. My furnace uh, issue has been resolved. Well, yeah. not resolved, but I know I know now that it needs um, uh, urgent care. Yes. Um, well, just, it's, yeah. I mean, at least it's not minus forty. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, I think what it was was it was probably the minus forty that uh, that thing was probably working overtime. Yeah. Overtime. Why do you time? You, you watch a lot of stand-up comedy. I'm learning. Uh, well, it's not necessarily me like is it even I mean, good or is it like just uh, some to have of it on? is good that stavros guys was pretty good that jacqueline novak I, I i i see stavros uh shows described as fat rascal uh yes and he is a- uh, actor he is he he's is. a big greek man uh that yeah. one was pretty good uh it is it is what you just said it's it's something to have on you like kind of listen uh passively Mm-hmm. for a bit uh if you if i hear like something that i actually like i pay attention and then some of the jokes like i've noticed a lot of these new stand-up guys they all kind of like steal each other's jokes like they all have the same thing that they talk about and it's just like fuck it's like none of these dudes are original at all Oof, that's um, like a that's a that's a big faux pas in that world I, I know i know but it's like they change it a little bit um I remember, I but even you know, like the uh, big guys they're talking about geez. the same shit and you're just like oh because well, I, I remember uh, always so. hearing about the. Because uh, I don't know if you've uh, ever listened to Bill Hicks before. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, there was always a thing about uh, Dennis Leary, uh, just 
stealing stealing material from old dead Bill Hicks. Yeah. And uh, people, I saw someone, like, I hadn't thought about that for years. And someone just, like, mentioned it out of the blue. And I went, fuck, people still talk about Bill Hicks. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, um, it does happen quite a bit. I think I mentioned once, like, we saw John. I don't know if you know, recognize these names, but, like, we saw John Mulaney, who's a very popular yeah. stand-up guy. I've, I recall uh, Rob, the Rob Zombie. It was the Rob Zombie special. Uh no, that's a, is that another Tom guy. That's ah, guy. see, no, yeah. I have no, I have no idea who these fucking people are. John John Mulaney is very popular, or has oh. been for the last five years. But regardless, uh, <laughs> ear regardless, ear regardless, Kevin James, uh, he uh, <laughs> uh he had a joke. We saw him in person, and he had a joke, and we're like, oh cool. And then like a week later, Mark Marin, who I think you know, Mark yeah. Marin. Mark sure. Marin had a stand up on Netflix and it was the exact same joke, like verbatim. And we were just like, huh. Fuck, what a bunch of hacks. Yeah. And those are two, like, two of the bigger guys, right? Or like bigger, more well known guys. Man. So, I wonder, anyways. I'm going to look, look this up. You keep talking. I'm going to look up stand up comedians stealing jokes. Because I feel like. Well, I know Amy Schumer gets in trouble for it constantly. She steals everybody's jokes. Dane Cook got in a lot of trouble because oh, he, yeah. he was stealing a ton of people's jokes. Um, Influenced. Like, They're influenced yeah. by each other. Oh, like uh, like the Shia LaBeouf kind of, kind of thing? Well, like, yeah, because uh, the, well, the, the Dane Dan Cook Klaus. one was uh, with Louis, Louis mm. C.K. Mm -hmm. He was in um, the gooning, I'm sure. Yeah, a no, lot of. Yeah. Could you yeah, describe what that is to people? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Louis just liked to ejaculate. Oh, okay. So never mind. Oh, interesting. Uh, tell, me more. That tell, me, me? tell me more. Tell me more. I don't know. I like. I just it, like Andy. Andy really likes watching these stand-ups because they're like easy to watch, and they are. So you kind of go on your phone a little bit and do whatever. Um, but I've just noticed a lot of these modern ones. They'll either have the same joke or they will have the same like set thing where it's just like here's a joke about trans people here's a joke about like right wing people here's a, like it's like the same like pattern of jokes and you're just like man what are these guys up to you know what i mean i was reading about uh in january 2016 amy schumer was accused of stealing jokes by comedians tammy pascatelli kathleen madigan and wendy liebman schumer denied the allegations other comedians, such as Mark Marin, Dave Rubin, <laughs> defended Schumer. Pascatelli later apologized, stating it had gone too far and was probably, quote, parallel thinking, RJ. It's parallel thinking. Hmm. What do you think that means? I don't know. As part of his website, Stuart Lee hosts Plagiarist Corner, where he cites examples from Jack Whitehall... Ricky mm -hmm. Gervais, uh, Harry Condobolu, don't know that guy. Uh, Simon Amstel, mm -hmm. John Oliver, mm -hmm. using material similar to his own. I mean, similar yeah. and the same is different, though. Yeah. Saying that it's similar is much different than saying that it's this like it's stolen. I think. Well, as uh, as as uh, my favorite lawyer, Wikipedia says. There is historically very little recourse taken in cases of joke theft. Some comics, however, have chosen to exact their own justice. W.C. Fields uh, reportedly paid $50 to have a thieving comic's legs broken. 
Um, there you go. <laughs> swift justice. Eh? <laughs> That's justice. That's just like I, I like the the use of exact justice, and it's just like, where are they going to get the KG beast in on here? But I, apparently, mm-hmm. WC Fields did. He did. He did. Yeah, he put his money where his mouth was. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Anyways, I yeah, I don't know. It's just stuff I've noticed. Uh, Stavros was pretty good. He had uh, he had a couple jokes that were new things that I was just like, hey, that's like an actual u- unique joke. That's good. Uh, some of his stuff didn't land, but uh, overall, he was pretty good. Jack Whitehall is okay. Um, I don't know. His stuff was all right. Uh, yeah, I, Jack- I, like the, I like the name of his show. Settle Down? Yeah. Settle Down, Danzig. Uh, I like that, too. Um, he was okay. I've seen some of his stuff before. It's all right. And then there's Jacqueline Novak. I've never seen her before. Hers was a wholly, a wholly different. Like, uh, she has a, a style that I haven't seen before. It, 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 it's like she just ripped like an eight ball of Coke or something. Like she comes out and she's like, ah! and uh, she's like, like walking back and forth. You're like, was this, this is wired up? Is this like the great Cornholio action? It it honestly that's what it seems like. If you watched a little bit, like this lady is high wired. She is running around, um, and uh, her thing was like it was long too for stand up. It was like an hour and fifteen or something. And usually stand ups are like fifty minutes, so we're like this is long. Uh, and uh, I would say the entire, almost the entire thing, like fifty five out of the hour and ten was about blowjobs. Like primarily about uh <laughs> Well I mean that I mean what was the name of the uh comedy special? Get on your knees. Um but it was like it was good though because like she was telling stories so it was like also unique. She's just talking about um oral fixations and stuff like that. And uh, she just had a theme. She's like, I'm going for it. I'm just gonna do this one thing and I'm gonna talk about it for like over an hour. And she does. So that was interesting. Um, she, she went there. She went there. So anyways, I didn't think you'd actually want me to talk about stand-up, but here we are. You watched so much of it, though. Yeah, I watched a lot of other movies, though. Did you see that? Nope. Uh, I watched a movie called The Adults. The Adults? The Adults by a guy whose name, I believe, is fake. Dustin Guy Defa. He's an actor. No, he's not. He is. He also directs stuff. He was in entertainment. No, he wasn't. The, uh, the Tim Heidecker film. No, he wasn't. Or uh, with Tim Heidecker. No, Greg Turking with uh, T- Greg Turkington. That can't be true. Rick. Anyways, Albert his did. name sounds made up. Dustin Guy Defa. It doesn't sound like a real name. I, I don't know. I, for whatever reason, I was like, hey, I recognize that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, we watched yeah. it because um, it looks like he makes you? some um, um. Uh, Mumble Corey looking action. A hundred percent. And uh, who's the king of Mumblecore? Michael Sarah. Is he though? Not Mumblecore. Who's the king of um, Michael Sarah ness? Is Michael Sarah for sure? Yeah, there you go. There, I agree with that yeah. statement. It's him and uh, two gals that I've seen in lots of stuff. I can't remember their names, but uh, Hannah I've... Gross from the from joker the joker who is she in joker was she the joker and then it's sophia lillis from it yes yeah yeah that and oh she's in dungeons and dragons that guy oh, too most important most importantly more, and most importantly and and asteroid city oh wow we haven't seen that yet so we can't say can't say um yeah so i recognize those gals there's a movie about uh siblings 
uh, brother and sisters. And brother doesn't visit home very often. And sisters live in the, the house that they grew up in. And he visits home for a weekend. Um, but uh, he's always busy, Jarrett. He's always trying to get in to underground poker games. That's oh, right, Jarrett. man. This show's about gambler. Is this rounders? <laughs> it's uh, it's very similar. It's very similar. Michael Sarah has been snatched by gambler. And uh, he won't let him go. So uh, he keeps prolonging his trip. He keeps telling him, and he's like, yeah, I'm leaving. And then after every poker game, they're like, hey, if you like this, we kind of have another game set up tomorrow, a little bit higher stakes. And he's like, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. It wasn't great. Um, Michael Sarah was good. Those two gals were really good. He <laughs> uh, was pretty good. It's pretty. It's not great. It was not great. But it, it was pretty good. Do you know what I mean? And like, I'm not saying... You know, you could say... It's perfectly fine. I, I feel like... yeah. You, I mean, usually you would say... It's fine, but I yeah. think that's like that's reserved for Criterion films now. It's fine. I would say that it is good. That is how I would describe it. It's a good movie. It's not a great movie, but it's also not a bad movie. It's right in the middle. Real three star affair. If wow. uh, if I star rated stuff, high, high praise. Uh, I do have high praise though for the the thing I watched next. Uh, I watched a movie called Self Reliance. Do you know who Jake Johnson is? Uh. He was, you'd recognize him. He's the voice of Spider-Man in the animated movies. Okay. Peter right. Parker. It's him, Jarrett. Spider-Man. It's, it's Spider-Man. So this, is this a, is this a, uh, um, uh, vanity project? Uh, kind of like he wrote and directed it and he stars in it. And it's, Damn. and it also co-stars Biff Whiff. Do you know Biff Whiff, Jarrett? Biff Whiff. Um, he's on the banner at the top, like okay. if you click on the page. He's I mean, he, in... he, he looks like the kind of guy who gets blowjobs from Gwilliam. He he does. He does. Uh, I believe this guy, maybe he was in stuff before, but the only other things I've ever seen this guy in is Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave. Uh, so uh, he was, uh, I think he plays the Santa Claus in I Think You Should, like the... In, when they're interviewing well him for, you've like, also seen him in everything everywhere all at once i don't remember who he was or i don't yeah, remember I mean, him in that though he, he's rick you idiot Come oh on. of course uh <laughs> everyone I do, I remembers just, rick i uh well who could who could forget um this dude seems to be very prominent in like the poster too this guy's awesome and he's a big part of the movie uh yeah. I actually star rated this Jarrett because I need I need uh I need to get the awareness out there that this oh, is man. this that, is worth watching. What, what, what is this on? Uh, this is on I think Paramount Plus, Jarrett. Oh, oh, oh man! Yes, we are in the money. You and I you mean, and I. I gotta say this uh this banner image has got me uh captivated. I know we were flipping through, and this was the picture that popped up on Paramount Plus, and uh. This guy was in lots of stuff, and Andy and I have seen him. He was in like that New Girl show, and he he's a he's a funny guy. And um, I saw him holding hands with Biff Whiff, and I was like, "Whoa, what's all this then?" Um, well, 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 well. I won't say too much because I do think it is it's really worth watching. Uh, but uh, he's just like a normal dude, and then uh, he gets picked up by um, like a celebrity shows up and picks him up in a limo, and he's like, "Hey, listen, man." Uh, there's uh, these rich people, and they want you to be part of a game. Are you in? If you're in, you get in. 
if you just want to keep living your life, you just keep walking. And he's like, yeah, I'll try. Let's go. And he meets like some Swedish guys. And they're like, here's the deal. You have 30 days to stay alive. There are people hunting you. Uh, if you stay alive for 30 days, we'll give you a million dollars. But if they get you, you're dead. Uh, and he's like, okay. And he's like, what are the conditions? Uh, and the, he, he thinks he finds a loophole where they're like, well, because he's like, why would I? He's like, what if I'm like with my mom and she gets hit by collateral damage? And they're like, oh no, the hunters only will kill you if you're alone. And he's like, only if I'm alone? Never if I'm by somebody? Uh, and they're like, no, never if you're by someone. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it for sure. And then he goes out and he finds homeless man Biff Whiff. And he says, listen, buddy, can you just stay beside me for the next 30 days and you can live at my house and uh, I'll take care of you? And Biff Whiff's like, yeah, no problem. So it's just them hanging out. Uh, walking around holding hands and uh, it's kind of like an odd couple kind of situation for a while Jarrett um, so he's like a homeless guy uh, and he's just hanging out with him and uh, uh, this guy's family doesn't believe him and stuff like that and then it's just him for 30 days and sometimes he, he loses Biff with and he's on his own and he's got to figure out what to do and that's that's pretty much the movie but uh, huh. I thought this was real good <laughs> Real good. I liked it. I thought it was uh I thought it was really uh it was really funny and um wholesome and uh a little bit different than things I've seen lately. So Okay. I think it's absolutely worth watching. I think people should check it out. I think even Jarrett might like this. Well, you'd like Biff Whiff when he's on screen. Yeah. You'd be like you'd be like, That dude's awesome. Yeah, I think I think uh, he's got my he's got my number. Yeah. There's there's other parts in this where you'd probably be like, Yeah. Yeah. Meh. Uh, but uh, yeah, this movie's good. I, I recommend people check it out. You know check. what I mean, Jer? I hear it. Yeah. You know what else is a good movie? What? Past Lives. Oscar nominated, Jared. Whoa. Unless you have any questions about self reliance or anything like that. I don't. I don't. I, I would. I would check out this uh, self reliance. I think. It, I think. Watch it with Kim. She might like it. Uh, I watched it with Andy. I was definitely in, more into it than Andy was, but she was like, yeah, this is a good movie. And I was like, yeah, this movie's wicked. Uh, I checked out Past Lives because um, I remember when they announced all those Oscar movies, uh, I was like, the only one I was actually, I'd actually be kind of interested in other than like Scorsese one is uh, is this one. Um, and uh, it just got put on Prime? I think, but I showed Andy the trailer and she's like, she's like, Ooh, that looks good. This one's kind of a Korea slash Canada movie. Um, it's your favorite well, the, company. The, the, the director, the, the director is Korean Canadian. Yeah. Uh, this movie is basically her, uh, like her, her biography. Um, it's very good. Jared. It's very good. It's a, it's a romance movie, but really you, at its you heart. Didn't even, you didn't give it a star rating though. No, I didn't. Uh, this I, it'd be four stars, probably. Damn, damn, it's good. It's good. Pro- probably, yeah, four stars probably. I think you'd maybe give it a three and a half because okay. you get bored sometimes. Do you you know what I mean? <laughs> I get bored. Yeah, it's or a hack hackney drama. Yeah, where I go. Well, it's okay. um. It's I don't know though. It. I haven't seen it. It's about immigration and what it feels like to be an immigrant when you're torn between like trying to live authentically to your like your home culture and then trying to adopt your new country and like take that on too that's what this movie's about and it's uh it's shown through relationships so it's this gal who leaves korea when she's little goes to canada 
And uh, when she leaves Korea, she was friends with this boy. And then they kind of keep in touch over the years. And then they lose touch. And she uh, she marries um, like a, a white Jewish guy from New York. And like she tries to make a new life with him. But then the old Korean guy comes back and she's just kind of conflicted. She's like, do I try to like, am I just fully in trying to be like a, like a North American person or do I uh, do I let Korea back in? You know what I mean? <laughs> Like the the concept of Korea. Do, do I do I unleash my inner Korea? Yeah, like I mean, it's it's told through like a relationship, but it it is like like uh, it is just a movie about probably how immigrants feel. You know what it's, I mean? It's like, got John Magaro from First Cow. Yeah, that's the uh, he is a uh, Jewish Italian guy in this, um, which I think he is in real life too. Uh but uh, yeah, this guy's in tons uh, of stuff. RJ, he's an American. Uh, I believe in this movie he makes a comment about being Jewish and Italian. So okay. I'm just doing what the movie told me. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair. Uh, no, it was good. It was uh, um, it's like I said before. I was like that. I, I I saw a preview for this. I can't remember where. And I was just like, that looks good. Looks like a good movie. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Korean movies are usually pretty on the mark for me. Oh. I haven't seen too many that I, I don't like, but I've only watched the ones that I, like, I've been I interested could, in. I could change that for you. I know you could, but no. <laughs> I just want to have nice, wholesome Korean movies. Nice, wholesome Korean movies. Yeah. Was, uh, wait, was the, um, I, I just the sadness, was that I... Korean? Uh, was no. That... Where, where did that take place? Where, where was the sadness from? I know it was made from like a Canadian guy, but he went somewhere like Pan Asian. <laughs> yeah, Taiwan. It's Taiwan. Taiwan also makes really good movies. Yeah, he went. That he had to leave one, Canada to make it, that. He's it like, made, it, made, it made one good one. Yeah, he said, "Justin will never let me make this one." Not Yi Yi, RJ. Yi Yi was that the other Korean? No, Yi Yi's Chinese, isn't it? Taiwanese. Taiwanese. Doesn't Yi Yi take place in China? No. What? It's Taiwanese. I thought they were speaking Cantonese in that movie. Do they speak Cantonese in Taiwan? No idea. Oh. I'd have to look it up. But yeah, it's a, that's a Taiwanese movie. Okay. That's why hmm. the, West, the West loves it. It's hard, to, hard to keep track love, of all these love, movies. Love, love Taiwan. Well, who doesn't? I know John Cena loves it, right? No, he loves China. for He, he likes money, I think, primarily. I don't think Whoa. he cares. Isn't that the thing? Doesn't China just claim that they own Taiwan? Is that why I'm getting confused? Yeah, I think so. I think that's okay. why. Yeah. Yeah, I think they There's, do speak Cantonese yeah. in Taiwan. They, they potentially. Okay. Well, maybe I, I did a John Cena and I uh, spoke out of turn uh, to the People's Republic of China. Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah, there you go. Well, China is too. As far as I can tell, two two languages, Cantonese and Mandarin, and it's like north part of China speaks one, south part of China. Speaks those, well, the those, other. those are the those are the yeah the two wide, prominent wide, ones. Prominent ones, but yeah, there's probably more. There's probably more. Oh, I saw what you watch next. What is this? What is this? Nathan Fielder. Stuff? Have you not heard of this? Uh, vaguely, I think it's I posted I, in I, the I, I only know of it because of Christopher Nolan and you. Well, how from what do you know of it? Of um. What could go wrong? 
An alleged curse disturbs the relationship of a newly married couple as they try to conceive a child while co-starring on their problematic new Home and Garden TV show. Um, Jared, do you like Nathan Fielder? Not really. Do you like Benny Safty of the uh, Safty Brothers? I mean, you yeah, know the Safty Brothers. He's okay. What about Emma Stone? She's she's fine. What about the Somalian pirate from Captain Phillips? Ah, see, that's that's, that's what a what a get. What a get. What about um? He's not even. He doesn't even have a credit on this uh the letterbox page. That seems really. Like, that seems like a whiff. Yeah. He he's a he's like a prominent. Well, he's not huge, but he's in like three or four episodes. And then there's that oh, that's, old that's dude. prominent. Not Rutger Hauer, but um, what the fuck is that guy's name? I gotta look this up now. Uh, do you know any? Do you, do you know anything about this show? No. Okay, I won't. I won't. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about it. So it's scripted. Um, oh. Which, well, I mean, Nathan Fielder doesn't do a ton of scripted things, right? Um, I don't think, at least. Oh, that Somalian dude's name is uh, Barkad Abdi, and the guy that is not uh, Rutger Hauer is Corbin Burnson. You know Corbin Burnson? No. You know Corbin Burnson? He was in Major League. He was Roger Dorn in Major League. He was okay. Roger Dorn. <laughs> I have no idea. All I see now, I'm looking at similar films. Yeah. Being John Malkovich. Yes. I was going to say. Massive Talent. Okay. The Bubble. Okay. Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. Free Guy. <laughs> Remember Free Guy? Mm. I don't agree with that. So uh, what I find fascinating is uh, this seems meta. Is this meta? Um, game not night. For, remember game not night? Not for the first nine episodes, I think. Remember, hey, remember, remember game night? With Jason I do remember Bateman. game night. Remember? That was a that was a not bad movie. Yeah, you, you gave it three and a half stars. You yeah. wrote good jokes, well set up with actual payoffs. Cute oh, wow. figurines, a surprise banger. Yeah, maybe it was a surprise banger. Oh, you know who wrote Game Night? The same people who wrote Dungeons and Dragons. There you go. That uh, and that's Sam from Freaks and Geeks. That guy can't miss. He can't miss in my books. He's doing it. Um, I would say that this uh, before also you said a twenty four. Yes, also a twenty four. Uh, before you said who it was compared to, uh, what I was gonna compare it to was um the works of uh Charlie Kaufman. That's what this show reminds me of. Um, like throughout, there's elements of Charlie Kaufman stuff, and then uh, near the like the end is, uh, I felt very Charlie Kaufman. Would you call it Kaufman esque? I would call it Kaufman esque. I would. I would. Um, so it's scripted, which uh, Nathan Fielder doesn't do a ton of that stuff, but uh, it's um. It's supposed to be like a modern day HGTV show. So like uh, it's this couple, him and Emma Stone, and they go around making these things, uh, these things called passive houses for people. So it's kind of like home makeover, but they're giving people these things called passive houses that are supposed to be like eco-friendly, like they, uh, they self-regulate and like they're climate controlled, um, like on the inside, but they don't re- require any energy and like stuff like that. But they are uh ultra aware of what the current world is this show would drive you nuts i think for like an episode or two why is this 10 hours long 
because it's it's a TV show. How many it's episodes? like one hour episodes, ten Holy one hour episodes. Holy shit! Yeah, I've been watching this for like a, a week and a half. Holy um, shit! That's right. Uh, but it's, so it's like these HGTV guys, but they're very aware of like what modern meat uh, social media is like. So a lot of what they do is for that. Um, if you know what I mean, like they're not entirely genuine people, but they know the role they need to play to be these these like hosts of this TV show. Uh, and then Benny Safty is like the director of the TV show, and he's like a real sleazy um like hollywood guy uh kind of and he likes to manipulate things to like kind of uh generate um uh like drama and like tensions and conflicts and and those sort of things uh so most of the show is like the hgtv show aspect of it but uh in the first episode he runs afoul this little girl and she's like, uh, she's like, I curse you. And then like, lots of things start happening to happening to him, and he feels like he has been cursed by this little girl. And so a lot of the show is him trying to get the girl to kind of like relieve him of the curse. But then you're like, is the curse a real thing, or is the curse the curse of modern society, Jared? Oh, 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 oh man, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know about? Ewering satires and social commentaries. <laughs> Do I ever? Ske- what about skewering social commentaries? <laughs> what? I don't know. Um, it was good, man. It. Uh, I. I do really like Nathan Fielder. Uh, Fielder. This is definitely like. Uh, uh, outside of the realm of anything, like I think anything that he's done, like he's done stuff like this with his other shows, but um his other shows were always like him working with like real people. And he is like doing this stuff to them, but this is something that him and Benny Safty wrote. So, um, no well, it sounds it fits, interesting. It fits, in his, it fits into his oeuvre. I think you would maybe, uh, you'd get something out of this. Yeah. I think you'd get annoyed uh, initially, but, but the characters like they are supposed to be annoying because they're the people that you see, like, on the internet like doing all these things and you're just like these aren't real people yeah but that's like the point of it for a while and then it kind of like it kind of turns a little bit and you're as you're watching it you're like ah okay (laughs) you go interesting and then interesting uh, i would say if anyone's interested in this don't look it up because there is something that happens in the last episode that that was where i was like in my mind, I was like, this is very Charlie Kaufman. And it is kind of like, uh, I don't want to say like out of nowhere, but it is like, uh, it is very, it is, it's a right turn. You're just like, whoa. And you're yeah. like, yeah, you go, hey, what's all this then? Uh, and uh, yeah, all I know is Christopher Nolan's a big fan. And you know what we, you, <laughs> you know, if Christopher Nolan likes it, we're going to eat it up. Oliver, Oliver Granger must love it too then. Mm. I don't know if he's seen it. Crikey. I don't know if he's seen it. He might be listening still. I think he is still listening. Crikey. I was going to say, hey, you should watch the Larry Sanders show. I think it's now on uh, CTV, though. CTV is the absolute worst (laughs) fucking platform. You can't watch anything on there. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's that. That's me flunk English. That's impossible. You know what I mean? Hey, I can't remember. Did you did you watch Deadwood finally? I can't remember. 
I watched like the first season, and then that was during COVID year. I was watching Deadwood and Star Trek at the same time, like original oh, series. Man. And then I started liking Star Trek more. So I just, I, I just, that's when, that's when Star Trek happened. That's when Star Trek happened to you. Because I was watching Deadwoods and Star Trek during COVID year. Mm, yep. And then I was just like, I was like, I'm liking this Star Trek show. Yeah. And, you know, the rest is history, as they say. As they say. Yeah, uh, as they well, say. Did, well, did you finish watching Lower Decks? I saw people on Discord were demanding it. I don't, I don't know what they want from me. I've given them everything I have. I can't watch that fucking show. I watched four episodes, Jared. I didn't make a single note. A single note because, like, there was stuff I was like, this is really... There was things that I was like, I could have wrote notes about, like, how dumb it was and this all the stuff I hated, but it would have been pages and pages of things. And I would just be... I might as well just live stream the episode and people just watch me groaning anytime there's a joke that's fucking lame. It'd just be me going, ugh. <laughs> ugh. And that'd be my social commentary on uh, that thing. Yeah, maybe a couple, like, for real uh, groaners, some real, like, just... Just get fucked and then at some point like because it'd be a live video feed of me watching it at some point i'd get up and i'd leave and then it would just continue playing for like 10 minutes and i'd yeah. just kind of come back and look and be like oh okay and then i'd walk you away sit, again sit, sit down with the chopsticks yeah yeah well couldn't even enjoy a, a a nice salty snack with my chopsticks in that show because every time i was watching it i was just ugh. Ugh. yeah i can't i can't do it man like I don't know, it would have to be really worth my while, and people know what that means. Yeah, people know exactly what that means. If our Patreon episodes actually were um, well listened to, <laughs> uh, not that you and me, we're, we're going to talk about not. it anyways. We're going to talk about it anyways, and for those three people who listen, I'm glad that they enjoy it. But like, if I felt like we would benefit in some way by watch by me doing the lower decks, I would actually do it. But I feel like the only thing that could happen out of that is I would hate Pain. it the entire time. Yeah. And then me recapping it to you would also be bad. No. Sorry, Calamity Jen. I guess I just RJ is uh he's a bad sport, you know, he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Damn. I'm not saying it, it won't happen. I'm just saying I it's not gonna happen. It's I not can't gonna do happen. It. I can't do it. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, but I, I watched one episode of Twisted Metal last night. And? It's really, really stupid, but in a better way. There's uh, really dumb shit in it, and I was kind of like, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. okay. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this some time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what happens here. Um, some of it was over-the-top stupid. I was like, that's not funny. Uh, but then there were a couple jokes. I was like, hmm, because it's a comedy, Jared. Comedy. And they're... To- 20 minute episodes which i also kind of like or like 22 minute episodes i was like hey i was like also good i like that yeah not too bad and uh before you talk about uh, enterprise i am about an hours away from being done the last of us part two i will finish tonight holy shit you want me to tell you about the game right now since sure i don't i don't need the ending i told you a little bit last week but so i'm almost done jared and i said last week but this game is so, like, the brutality and the cruelness. Are you saying it's game. dank? Is it dank? Uh, it is literally dank. It takes place in Seattle, and it's raining all the time, so it's very literally dank. Um, this game is so cruel. It is so mean-spirited. Like, 
I like uh, there were there were times where I just audibly was like just gasping at like the cruelness <laughs> in this game. I was like, oh my god, and it made me sad. It, it genuinely did. I was just like, I'm sad because I'm playing this game. It is so brutal. Um, it is a good story. And uh, I having now played pretty much 99% of the game because um, I know I'm at the end. Like, uh, I, I can just tell. Uh, but uh, having played it now, like, all those people who dislike it, they just hate women, I think, is all it is. <laughs> Which I, I, and, and I know is obvious. They hate uh, women. Because, the, like, the characters are good. They are very good characters. It's just both of the lead characters are women. So when people are like, uh... She couldn't have the protein she would need for that kind of muscle development. And she's like, just say you don't like girls. That's fine. Don't make up an elaborate fucking story about protein. They really are into Chad. They're into Chads. I'm sure they are. Uh, I do think, like, it is... I I actually really like the story, but I do think as a TV show, I think people are going to drop, like, fucking hard after two episodes. They're going to be like, nope. Uh they are not going to like it as much as they uh, like the general public. I do not think they're going to be into it. Um, not because it's a, a woman thing, but because it is like, uh, it is very mean. It is very, very mean. Um, and spirit is what I'm saying. But uh, these games are really good. Like it, these are, this series is one of the few ones that I think actually like exceeded expectations for me. Oh, Cause I've cool. heard, I always heard about it and I was like, I'm sure it's good, but like, uh, I played that first one. And I was like, man, this is really good. And this second one, like it improves on a bunch of things. It's like, um, it's just a really well-made game. Uh, the cinematics are good. The gameplay is good. Like it's got all these mechanics in it that feel natural. And it like, it doesn't feel like you're wasting your time. They do really clever stuff. Like, like a lot of modern games. Now I find backtrack where you go this way and then you backtrack back. This game does it in a really clever way where you, Half of the game is you play as one character going this way, and then the other half of the game you play as the other character coming back. So it's it's a really unique way to like have the backtracking in there, but or like the inverse, but it doesn't doesn't feel like you're just walking back, which a lot of games do. Uh, so that's very good. The only thing I have to say that I think is like absolute like wrong call. They should not not have done this. So they introduce dogs into this game. Uh oh. And, like, half of this game is you have to be, like, stealth and, like, sneak around stuff. And now you have dogs, and you have to kill the dogs. It is a literal plot point. You have to kill dogs in this game. And I was like, I was like, why did they include this? I was like, this is so bizarre. And, like, some some of the stuff, like, you can have, you can have like, melee weapons, and one of them is, like, an and or, like, a hammer with, like, a spike on it. And you can, like, like, sometimes that's what you have to kill the dog with. And you're just like, why didn't they think this was necessary and the one of the most cruelest things you do Jarrett, is like for the first half of the game you play as the one like the the one girl character and near the end of the story you like kill this dog and it's like a cinematic like cutscene. and you're just like oh okay and then you flip and you play as a different character for a while and uh you get like a backstory on that dog and you like you like you're that character like raising the dog and i was like why would they do this and that's what i mean it is so cruel i was like so you have to kill the dog and then they make you feel bad about it they're like look at you you good. piece of shit yeah good 
Yeah, they're like, look at how sweet this dog was. It was a hero. Playing your video games, you sick fuck. Yeah, like I feel like the game is like, like it's 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 being mean to me. Yeah, it's like Susie Green. I'm like, oh man, it's like I just wanted to like fight the mushroom men, guys. I didn't want to have this like emotional turmoil while I was playing this fucking game. So, anyways. It's a good game and uh a lot of insults are wrong but uh it is they always are it uh it is definitely brutal um yeah there were a few times i was i was shocked i was <gasps> it reminded me of that show the leftovers where it was like almost comically uh like um comically bleak where in when i was watching that show in that first season i was like this is so depressing it's almost like in it's it's almost past be, where where the meaning is it's it's almost past it i couldn't believe it jerp so anyways that's what i've been up to this week outstanding yeah what about you did you watch anything uh 15 episodes of enterprise holy shit where are you at right now i am on i'm about to start episode 10 of season three episode 10 of season three let me see let me see Episode 10, hey? Interesting. Interesting. I believe... Uh, Jared's been kind of live reading this uh, these episodes as he's gone to me. I believe that the first 10 episodes of Season 3 have a lot of good uh, development in the kind of overall story. There's a couple good episodes in there, but a lot of good build-up. And if my notes are to be believed, Episode 10 is where we kick into another gear here, Jared. Damn. And I don't... I don't want to, I don't want to play that that car or play that lead too early, but uh, I do think uh, I think you're in for a treat for the remaining fourteen episodes, with the exception see, of three seventeen. Well, that that we'll episode see. has got a one star. Well, let me just rip through this real fast, RJ. Yeah. Just for you, this is for you, not for oh, you listeners. This is like I an know. addendum to if you want to listen to the RJ's real deal talk about Enterprise, you can join us on Patreon for a dollar or more. And uh, you can download all our Star Trek episodes. Get it fresh Mm. from the pump. Uh, Yes, the pump indeed. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so episode 21, uh, that was a Dr. Fox episode. Uh, Not as good as the previous Dr. Fox episode. This is the one where he meets another member of his species, but it's like, yeah, that they genocided a little bit earlier on, you know, 400 years prior. Uh, and dealing with this guy's like, I don't want this guy operating on me. These people are trying to kill my people. And there's mm-hmm. dilemma because the guy's like, I don't want to be operated on. And the doctor goes, well, I can't do this ethically. And, of course, Archer, he's like, mm-hmm. what are you? You're on a human ship, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to do it. And so there's a back and forth. And then there's uh, spelunking, which I vaguely remember you talking about. Cave diving, uh, hey? Yeah. Nice. And, and, and if you look for more... Uh, Delobian minor ge- geologists, and then they say we can just climb walls. And that's the episode. It's okay. Uh, high two, high two, high two. Okay, okay. Episode. This was, sorry, that the end end of season two you're talking about, or yeah, this is season... this is twenty one. Episode okay. twenty one of okay. season two. Yeah, uh, twenty two. Uh, this is the episode the congenitor uh, suicide. Yeah, so this is the one where uh, trap becomes sort of like he he takes upon this person who mm-hmm. essentially exists in this new first contact race uh, culture where they are there to basically just get the, get pregnant, have a baby, 
and that's what they're there for. So they're like uneducated, even though like this like species, like they're humanoids. Uh, they're like you know very advanced, far uh, beyond humans mm-hmm. uh, at this point in time. And uh, you know, trap gets involved, and he introduces it's like introduces them to reading and movies, and the, the this person starts taking it on rapidly and wants more of it. Uh, seeks refuge on the ship because doesn't want to go mm-hmm. back to the previous life, but Arbiter's like, well, he can't honor that, uh, and send, sends them back. And soon enough, you find out, well, they killed themselves, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and then trap gets chewed out. Trip. This is trip. Trap. I saw trip. Tri- trip. Not trap. Trip and trap. Trip and traps. Trip and trap. Uh, hi two. It's kind of a bad yep. episode. It's very weirdly edited, and I've. Yeah. I also noticed that the last episode of the season's also got some weird, like, weird sped editing. up editing pacing, where it's just something mm-hmm. like, huh, this doesn't feel like other episodes. It seems like they're jumping around a lot and compressing information uh, really quick. And they're mm-hmm. like, ah, who cares if it feels natural? We've got to get through this. Yeah. I remember liking this episode uh, a good bit. I gave it a, a, a good big three, because yeah. uh, I just liked the... Uh, I think Enterprise does something that is an inherently Star Trek thing where it's like um moral dilemma and like conflict of culture where it's just like they're just like this is what we do here and the other the starships like well this isn't what we do and they're like that's oh, too fucking bad and you're just like oh all right cool yeah. episode yeah. 23 Borgar back with green lights uh, this is essentially like a horror episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, it pretty much opens up like the thing and you're going, why are these people doing all these dumb things? These scientists leaving these bodies out and they're saying, Oh, it's regenerating as it thaws. Mm-hmm. Let's leave it out and see what happens. Well, they did. Yeah. And then the enterprise has to go chase down this, uh, little, uh, basically the Borg from first contact. They're found in the Arctic or the Antarctic. Mm. Uh, like like six of them and as soon as they start thawing out they're like we got to get back to the delta quadrant and mm-hmm. so there's a big race against time chasing them down and it seems like boy if the next generation crew can barely handle the borg i feel like uh 22nd century uh starfleet is not is going to be pretty outmatched You'd but think. You'd think. I mean, they think they pull together. You'd think that this had been documented uh, in Starfleet literature. So when discussing uh, the Borg they, 200 years later, they'd go, hey, wait a minute. This there is, is familiar. There is a little bit um, of, a, of an out for, that they have. Uh, because season three and four is where we do get a lot of the temporal wars. And it oh, kind boy. of rewrites some of the history. Well, because they also have a thing where uh, the idea that it's this them escaping from Earth is what set, goes. They go back to the Delta Quadrant, and yeah. it'll take that long for them to find Earth again. And you're like, but that's not how the Borg mm-hmm. were introduced. The Borg was introduced that the Enterprise got thrown at the Borg because of, because of Q. Q wanting yep. to teach Picard a lesson, yep. and not because of you know Archer not being able to stop the Borg from escaping. It really changes yeah. things in a weird way. You're like, that's a why did they do that? Other than the, well, wait, we got to pop a rating, guys. We got to do a Borg episode, and it's not a I, bad episode. Like, no. I don't know, it's is is a a good like change of pace. Mm. I do remember too. Like, uh, I do think one of the 
uh, I, this was right around when First Contact came around, and First Contact also involved the board going like back in time. So I think there was some. I can't remember. I think at the time, maybe you memory alpha it when I was describing it, and I think yeah. there was something where it was just like some of the Borg in First Contact got skewed, and then that's why there was no record of it in TNG was because those Borg didn't exist in the past until the First Contact Borg got uh, like redirected in their time traveling. I could be making that up, but I feel Possibly. like that's something that uh, was discussed. Okay. I could be making Anyways. it up. I just remember you talking about this at some point, and I thought you were saying they're not real Borg, they're like proto-Borg. And was that th true? Th no, they're just Borg, and they they're say resistance Borg? is futile. Yeah, and I was like, uh, what, was, what was RJ talking about? I put... Um... At some point, you've mentioned something about proto-Borg, and that they, say oh, they have a different that's thing. Discover maybe Discovery. No, that's yeah. in Discovery because it's like nanites. <laughs> That are in uh, the people, and they, they don't say resistance is futile. They're like, fighting is pointless. And you're just uh, like, get the fuck out of here. Well, cl classic discovery. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's discovery, 100%. Okay. There we go. Yeah. All right, moving right along, episode 24. Mm. This is the episode where it's like, you find out about like R.A. Armstrong, whatever it is, like R.J. Uh, Armstrong. Who's mm -hmm. yeah, uh, like, it's, it's Wild Bill from Deadwood. Uh, Damon yeah. Carradine, and uh, he was like the first guy up into who hit warp two point one. Uh, Archer wasn't, and it's both the fact that you know there are a couple of these humans, a couple of rascals trying to they're they're too unreliable, and the Vulcans go, we're not going to let you go, we're going to cancel your uh your warp program. It's going to set you back ten years because Vulcans yeah. are always like stifling things. Rascally critters, hey? Yeah, those yeah, guys. Gambit. So this it's just like an episode. It's like this guy died, and then a whole back thing of what is it? Uh, to Paul and Archer looking at an asteroid, and then they name it after the dead guy. Yeah, and you go dun 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 dun. No, episode twenty five. Uh, that was like a high two, I guess. I think the board episode was like a three star. That's good. Yeah. Okay, uh, cool. episode twenty five. Uh, this is a follow up episode where uh the Klingons have a bounty on uh Archer who escaped from the prison planet. Mm -hmm. Uh, which I might have not talked about last week either. You know, but we were talking about I don't know. electro mallets, so uh, we I did, and yeah, a tellerite shows up. Tellerites are awesome. Uh, Tellerites about, are this, awesome. This is a guy who's just yeah. trying to make his way in space today, and he's going to haul Archer in because there's a bounty on him. Klingons are jerks, yeah, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. This is like a a high high two it's very good but not like it's not a brilliant episode hmm. at this point three stars has to be like a really great episode or like okay. very solid episode so i mean high two is good it's not bad yep. uh and then episode 26 this is the 9-11 episode uh the weird the, the weird editing uh comes back where you're like huh they're really jumping around they mm. are completely changing what the show is about because they're going to do this next year uh, the next season is going to all be about chasing down the doomsday device from the Zindi. Uh, we get some uh, amazing mm -hmm. CGI effects of an orb coming and blasting just a big laser through Florida. Yeah. Uh, Trip is uh, <laughs> sad that his sister got blown up. And I think it's in the next episode, like the first, the pilot, or the first, no, sorry, the season finale or season premiere of season three where you get to see her get zapped. <laughs> and uh, like, yes. And you're yeah. like, boy, oh boy. 
The, the, yeah, at this point, I find that the uh, CGI varies quite a bit. Sometimes the ship looks really good, uh, mm-hmm. and the effects look great. And other times, you're like, oh, that looks ropey. Different team may be working you on go, things. Uh-oh, that's not De- good. Deadlines. <laughs> uh, yeah, so More this like is the episode where we, we have trips. Uh, we're not going to do any more of this uh, non-interference crap, right? <laughs> and then Archer goes, we'll do what we need to do, trip. <laughs> and you're like, oh, boy. I will say that uh, at least so far, season three, there is a little bit of like a little bit of a critique, a little bit. There, it's not like all all hands of like, yeah, America exceptionalism. We got to fuck them up. It's, there's a little bit of like, maybe they shouldn't be doing this. There's a little bit of doubt. Uh, but then they go, seven million people on Earth got killed, Archer. We're doing it for them. We're doing it for the Gipper. We're doing it for the Gipper, Archer. And then Archer takes a turn. And he starts to really lean yeah. into this more so, yeah. and more. Again, I give this like high two. It's like yeah. okay. And then, you what? liked that asteroid? The asteroid. Oh, this is the one where they wrap up with like blowing up the Klingons because they like yeah. So the Klingons because it's uh the Duras sister's father maybe or grand great grandfather. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the bad Klingon who really has it out for uh uh our boy Archer, and uh, yeah he's. I think he's dead. I think he's left for left for dead. Like they, they fuck some Klingons up because they're heading to the expanse and they're like, fuck off Klingons. And they just, <laughs> and then they fly off. And then season three. Oh yeah. We get some like weird, uh, like found footage, like of, of like Vulcans being turned inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, ah, set it up. Like all these, like even Vulcans can't go there. You guys are screwed. But then I go, yeah, you know what you do when you go into a hell dimension? Bring Porthos the dog. He's For sure. Okay. He, he makes it okay. I know, but you're like, it's like plot armor, right? Like, because you're like, yeah. I don't think that bad's going to ever happen. I mean, they got the fucking dog on the ship. It's fine. I mean, they did have that episode where the dog was sick and dying for the entire episode. Yeah. So like, you got remember brain surgery. It does make you it, like. I remember when I was watching this, it was kind of just like it was like like because it is like you're taking Porthos into hell, and it's like well, Enterprise already had him in the hospital for like an entire day, so like, <laughs> yeah, maybe they are. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then season three, RJ, moving right yeah. along, uh, the season premiere. Psycho Gorman vibes, cool ass aliens. Yeah, this is like Star Wars, but I don't mind it. Uh, mm-hmm. Three, I think. Yeah, it is. It is because they Star they Wars. go to this. Yeah, because what is like one of the first stops? They have to go to a mine to try yeah. to get some information about like what. Because they're like, we go, we're going to get the Zindi. What's a Zindi? And that's 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 the 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 goal they have to actually establish who they're looking for because we we mm-hmm. got to get them because they're going to blow up Earth because the whole idea of course is that hundreds of years from now uh, Earth's going to fuck them up so they're going to fuck them up first yeah and they go yeah. back in time they said we'll fucking deal with these humans once and for all fuck them yeah and so uh, we get we get introduced to the Zindi as you would have talked about There's the Council like, of the Zindi the Council yeah you get like you get Merman you get yeah. Ant Man uh-huh. Ape Man uh reptile bug man yeah kind of a bug too yeah and then there's like the human guy who's like who cares it's not jeffrey coombs who cares it's just yeah. a guy those, uh i think man, those guys Ant- are called the arboreals <laughs> sure but anyway tree. anyway i message rj because the ant man the ant man mm-hmm. they're my kind of guys because they're like they're totally the right the insectoids are like 
we have to destroy them. Like they're we have to kill, we have to annihilate them. You're like, yeah, they're not wrong. They're smart. Yeah. They're smart. They're smart bad guys. They know that. Yeah, we got to stop this. And this is an invasion from the humans. We got to stop it. And you're like, they are invading you. Yeah, and men have the right to defend themselves. Yes, the insectoids and the reptilians—they're—they're they're kind of partnered up because they're like they have insect and reptile brains. They're like, let's fucking kill everybody. Yeah, yeah, they're and sort uh, them out later. Yeah, so we get these like throughout the season. We get these little like meetings uh, at their uh, boardroom yeah, <laughs> at the council. It's so good. And, and you're just like, ah, and the, then the mer- then you always forget about the mermen, and you go, yeah. yes, yes, mermen, blah 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 blah. Uh, so, so anyway, good. yeah. They, then they go to like this planet, which like. <laughs> It's like a mind planet by this, like, something out of 40K, some, like, experimenter slave master who's like, we're going to kidnap everybody on the Enterprise and put them to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck yeah, this is, like, crazy Trek. Uh, this is neat. Uh, next episode is, what, Space Pirates or whatever? <laughs> I just yeah. give it, like, a one. Because I was like, I don't fucking remember anything about this episode. They're, like, zapping, mm-hmm. like, some thing, like, some big... Sphere oh, thing. Oh, it's the transporter that, sli- uh, thieves. Yeah, yeah, what? Well, yeah, that stuff. I that was some real like. Oh yeah, this is torture. This is torture trek because this is yeah. about. Uh, I think when Archer throws the guy in the airlock, he's like, "I will let you not be able to breathe because it's like waterboarding." I'm willing to go the distance. <laughs> this is uh, what I put. Uh, this is I put Archer does war crimes. This is where I believe yeah. is the beginning of war crime. Uh, what, what? What's the Geneva Convention? What's yeah. a truck? Episode um, three, devolving bullshit. Bad. Solid yeah. one. I gave it a one as well. That episode yeah. was bad. That one was yeah, bad. Yeah, because you get like introduced to these like aliens where like everyone on there is contaminated, and mm. then that's the end of it. And you're like, oh, because then you get fucking uh, Scott Bakula running around. I just have a wig on. <laughs> it's so bad. Waste of time. Skip mm-hmm. it. Okay, uh, epi- episode four sex slave but not mega mind villain shows up uh, this is like a decent, uh, yeah this is like this is like a two-star kind of like fine star trek uh moving the plot along i don't know because it, mm. it's just like yeah this this woman this blonde uh human woman who happens to have been found herself in the clutches of this this you know sex slave trader uh they take her uh, or they're sorry she, they rescue her but she wanted to be taken because she was there to gather information for the zindi and then the zindi come for her it's part all part of the formula it's about getting in the map of the of the galaxy so they know where uh maybe where to go mm-hmm. uh episode five we get zombie vulcans fast zombie vulcans mm-hmm. ah, me- medium speed uh and it makes uh to paul like emotional and like distraught because of like abnormalities uh yeah. on the Vulcan ship. Uh it's like fine. This is like okay. Two starry. It's yeah, Z- the Zombo ship. It's uh it's Zombo okay. ship. Yep. Yep. Episode six, uh that's Incel in Space. Yeah. Uh, who, who's uh Thurston for Hoshi. Yeah. This is a definite like probably high one, low two kind of territory. Yeah. This to me is like this is Voyager. That's kind of like Yes. And I, maybe it's not fair to Voyager, but I'm like this is the the worst kind of feeling of Trek that permeates the Voyager feeling mm-hmm. I get. This uh, one's very—it's like Beauty and the Beast, but with the incel yes. stuff. But the crab yeah. guy is cool. 
It's just you're like, I don't really want care what this crap guy's up to. Yeah. And Archer, seven. Archer's oh. just like, hey, you should, Hoshi, make yourself available because he, he could maybe <laughs> tell us about the Zindi. Well, that turns out it's the incel guy yeah. using mind tricks. So, yeah. And, but very obvious that that's what they're doing. Uh, yeah. Episode seven, uh, talk about super weapons. Uh, we get the, the, the Simeon Zindi, who are not all bad guys. Mm-hmm. They're just like you or me. Not terrible. Uh, I think you would, were excited about the slug gun. Looks like something. Uh, looks like Halo. Yeah, gun. that thing's super cool. I, I like that. That was my big note from that was worm guns, and I was like, yeah, I like those uh, guys. This episode eight, though, the the quantum brain parasite episode. Mm-hmm. People really seem to like this episode. I guess it's like the whole time I was of the mind that oh, this is sort of a you know, what if uh like all a dream kind of thing i'm like well it's mm-hmm. going to resolve itself they're not going to leave things the way they are but i know people yeah. star trek fans seem to get really excited about alternate timelines and futures like yeah. by default even though it doesn't matter i don't think it really tells us anything more about scott bacula as a no. archer character it's just like oh yeah things happen to him he's losing his memory and then to paul and him fall in love in this timeline that doesn't isn't going to happen mm-hmm. where earth's wiped out and only left 6000 people i it just felt uh you know, I know they're trying to do like a Days of Future Past idea, but mm-hmm. eh, eh, I give I it a know. two stars. Me too. I gave it two. This is like and, an eight point uh, five on IMDb. It's like a top rated yeah. episode, and I'm but like, no, 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 no. People also love that TNG episode where Picard goes and lives an entire lifetime somewhere else and learns the flute. And I remember being like, eh, it's fine. And then you're like, this has got like a nine on IMDb. And I was like, what? Yeah. And like, yeah, people this, love that episode. Well, but it, I, yeah. It's, yeah. It's not that, it's not that episode, nor is it all good things. Cause it's no. like, settle down, settle down guys. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who directed that episode? <sighs> I would say Jonathan Frakes. Tom Paris of Voyager fame. Ooh, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I made Podcast a special note of that. Supreme. And then episode mm-hmm. nine's uh, Western Planet. Yeah. Some a- a- aliens came and snatched some uh, pilgrims yep. uh, from, like, the 1800s and brought them here <laughs> and, and to use them as slave labor. And then all the white humans rebelled because there's only white people in those, too. It's really it's... fucking it's – a, it's a decision. And uh, so they, they fought back and they subjugated the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's that... the everything's the exact same as a Western planet, and then they're like, oh, they're humans, but they got a little bit of alien blood in them now. But we can't take them with us. There's like whatever six thousand people on this planet, yeah, um, and we can't take them with us right now. But we'll send for you. Don't you worry about nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, low two, we'll say. I thought that was. Uh, I thought it was so funny. Um... Like, uh, the fact they're just like, yeah, we like, we kidnapped these guys and, uh, from earth and they're our slaves now. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Cause it was like, it's, I don't know. I, I just, I thought it was super funny. I was like, what a, what a, what a, what a, what a, what an idea enterprise. Misguided. Crazy stuff. Misguided. Anyway, yeah. that's where I'm at. That's, that's my enterprise talk. It's a nice. Sink. The thing. Nice. If you want to listen to like long periods of us discussing track. This was nothing. That's on Discord. Mm-hmm. Promise. Mm-hmm. But hey, I'm like almost halfway through season three, waiting for it to actually get to the this great landmark of Trek that I've been promised by uh, my co-host. I'm, hope, I'm hopeful 
It's, uh, I think I think the episode you're on right now, I think this is where it kicks around. And I don't want to oversell that episode or anything. It's just I, I do think this is where where the flip get, hits and then yeah. you're you're in right. for uh you're in for the ride until the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know you know why I, I I really like the council of the Zindi? Uh is because uh, you kinda said it was kind of Star Wars y, but also why I like it is because they have like a, a Star Trek explanation of it. Where they're just like they're like yeah we were one people but we separated and we just evolved differently so yeah these guys are mermaids but these guys are ants and there's yeah. like like the explanation of it was like yeah yeah I'm following it's like I understand cool yeah cool yeah the Zindi are so cool I love those guys <laughs> I like the bug the bug guy is cool oh, the mermaids are cool yeah they're all so good and the arboreals. Who could forget them? Who forget those guys? The jobbers to the stars. You, you always need those in Star Trek. Yeah, there's like at least one episode of Enterprise where I I think the makeup on their forehead was the laziest <laughs> like makeup I've ever seen. It was like mm-hmm. nothing. It was just like oh yeah, some like squiggles on their middle of their head. It's almost like they're they're taking the piss. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, there's a bit where, like, when they find out, they just peel it off. They've been Mm -hmm. modified. It's like, that's not modification. It's just makeup. But I guess they're like, because they see human head. And they're like, where's your your ridges? (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah. Deeply, uh, one of those dumb things. They they did it. They did it in track. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyways. Hey, RJ. um, Got any news for us? Uh yeah, I got the big news. Um uh let's see some news here. Um uh Jarrett's getting some commissioned art of the Jokers, it looks like. Okay. Uh and Benedict Cumberbatch is also known as Benedic uh Kana Kambabachi, which I found interesting. Uh movie scoops um, Kumal Nyanyani reveals he went to counseling over Eternal's bad reviews, and he said, "I do have trauma." Yeah, I I don't know if anyone well, seen, I posted in response to that uh, because he said this on a podcast called "Inside of You" with Michael Rosenbaum. I'd say no, thank you to that. That'd be a hard pass. I was kind of curious about it, so I looked it up, and I'm like, okay, it's an interview he did on a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to look at the comments. I want to see what those are like. And it's most people just saying, thank you so much for talking about mental health and opening up the dialogue about it. No one's no one's laughing about it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to laugh about things, join us on Discord, because <laughs> that's what apparently people <clears throat> think it's hilarious. That's the appropriate <laughs> place to do this. Yeah. I'm surprised YouTube, uh, what decency on display. Not not in Creepsville. Oh no no, we don't do that sort of not not that sort of thing here. I don't know. Everyone loves Kumal Nanjiani, but I I've gone on record for a while saying that I think he's kind of an arrogant tool. Um, I like I don't know. <clears throat> he just gives off like real sm- like smarmy kind of like a uh, vibe to me. He's always like, um, I went to counseling. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> money is no object. 
Money's no object. The studio might even have paid for it. Why yeah, don't you like, have? Why, why don't you have a studio? <laughs> why don't you have these abs that I was paid by Marvel to get? And you're just it's, like, right, it's really hard to maintain it. People just don't get it. People don't get it. Do you know how, how many steroids you have to take to get this kind of guy? <laughs> how, how, how much poached chicken breast? I hate. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 uh, sacrifice, I sacrifice a lot for my millions of dollars. Oh, yes. I'm sure acting. he has. Well, I mean, because originally, because like, first I was like, okay, you know, if you're going to be a public figure, you're, there's a lot that comes with that. Sometimes yeah, sure. You, you, sometimes there's good and sometimes there's bad. Yeah. And uh, if, if, you, if that's like, if you're going to have to, like, you can't handle it, get the fuck out of the public light, man. The, yeah. The world's, the world's not going to get better. It's bad. Yeah. People, he could people just are bad. The convention scene, and that could be his job. Yeah, people. Yeah, I think people. I think that. people are really nice on uh, on that circuit. I think. Yeah, like if he didn't want to be like, you know, he could. He could just tour around the convention scene. He'd say, "I'm cool." I'm cool oh, on the oh, what's fascinating is like actually, I read a few of the pull quotes. I didn't listen to the interview itself, mm-hmm. but it's just of like this, you know, the, uh, Disney. They're really confident. They they released. They screened it early. They thought it was going to go great. Uh, then and then it didn't. I mean, I think that's such a like, that's such a weak fucking thing for him to say too. He's like, my movie didn't do so good, and I had to go to a counselor. <laughs> like, what did he want? He was like, I want to be the most popular guy in the world, and because wow. I'm not, I have I'm sure, trauma. I'm sure the man, sure the man uh, signed up for the money, and. Uh... I bet you the, making the movie. I'm sure the whole time they went, oh, we're, we're making, we're really doing it. We're making a statement here, you guys. We're finally making a real Marvel movie for real mm. people. And then, do they know was, that clientele it was, at all? It was Eternals, and mm-hmm. walked right into that one. Hey, I think I told you I saw like five, ten minutes of that movie in a waiting room one time, and uh, it was like a dude. It was Jon Snow or, or not. It was, uh, I don't know, that Game of Thrones dude running through the woods throwing fireballs at dragons or something. I was just like, fuck, was it, like, this was, looks bad. Wasn't that Game of Thrones? It was that too, but uh, less good. <laughs> less good. Less yeah. good. Yeah, the movie with a smaller budget than a TV show. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, all I, I think about is like shots of the beach at sunset for sunrise. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hey and man, Marvel pond, is pond, just yeah, portentous or, music. Marvel and Disney just they they were so confident in it. They and they made me confident. Now I'm not confident. Now I have to sue them because they gave me false hope. It's like going to McDonald's and eating ten burgers and shit in your pants, and then like complaining about it later, being like, "This thing made me shit my pants." And it's like, well, don't don't eat ten burgers then, you know. You know, and if you do, and you shit your pants and whatever, fucking get over it. <laughs> okay, I just, I just, I, I, you know, I'm looking at news. There's this headline. It just makes me kind of laugh. So this is what it reads: Lifelong Republican, 91, defies Trump as Supreme Court tackles major ballot question. But the way it's written, it looks like the the name of the person is Lifelong Republican, 91. <laughs> like their first name is Lifelong. <laughs> yeah, last name like... Republican. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fine. Better. Nothing wrong like, with that. Like, why would you note the age? Being like, well, so clearly they're lifelong and they're that old. But well, everybody's oh. lifelong at the time that you ask them. I don't That's know. Been their entire I, life. I, at I, that I, point. I, I, I can probably say that I don't think I'd be friends with someone named that. 
lifelong lifelong republican <clears throat> what about um i think I'm, I'm, i say i'm good biff biff with biff with how how much more would you rather be a friend with biff with than uh lifelong you insult me by asking me this question that's all i'm gonna say i know i know man biff with is so cool like that guy <sighs> like that we guy. got a movie to talk about uh do we yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, boy. Jeez. Here we go again. Mm. After the break. Um, we're going to go for a picnic. Um, Hopefully we come back all in one piece. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> And this is much Oh yeah She's well acquainted with the touch of the velvet hand Like a lizard on a window pane The man in the crowd with the multicolored mirrors on his hobnail boots with his eyes while his hands are busy working overtime A soap impression of his wife which he ate and donated to the National Trust
And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about Le Bonheur from 1965, directed by Agnes Varda. RJ. I like Agnes Varda, am I right? <laughs> RJ, what does the title Le Bonheur translate to in French? Uh, the Boner. Oh, I believe. What else, what else does it translate to? Lay Boner? What's it's it's got the same title as one of my favorite movies. Um my bone my bone? The ha- bone. Penis. Ha- penis. Yep. None of these characters are happy in this movie. Ah, much like the Todd Solomon's film, Happiness. Well, a couple of those characters are happy. They're 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 getting there. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of masturbation. Masturbations, you say. Yep. The tagline for this film, RJ. Mm-hmm. Only a woman could dare to make this film. Mm. Tr- true? Um, true? What do they mean by that? Though married to the good-natured, beautiful t- th- uh, Therese, uh, young husband and father Francois finds himself falling unquestioningly into an affair with an attractive postal worker named Charles Bukowski. The... Charles Bukowski? I think the French like Bukowski, right? Who doesn't like Bukowski? <sighs> French people, other people. You know? So, RJ, I mean, I feel like uh, you, you jumped on it right, right off the bat. Uh, Le Bonheur. Uh, Le, uh, what did you say? Le Boner? Uh, yeah, because that is the official translation of that. I don't know what you were doing. Okay. That's yeah. true. It is the Boner. How does this movie open up, RJ? Uh, with a boner, I believe. Uh, flowers. Flowers. Actually. Oh, uh, sunflowers? Yeah. Posies. Big, they look like big sunflowers to me. Have you ever had a pocket full of posies? I have not. We all fall down. Uh, yeah. What, what we have, RJ, is shots, scenic shots, beautiful, uh, formalist sort of shots of, uh, flowers and this blue sky green fields out of focus couple uh with children kind of walking through like a meadow mm-hmm. um, and the title pops up it's sort of a kind of rhythmic kind of eclectic editing uh sometimes you get like blasts of color in those edits where it just blips red for no particular reason blue uh but we also have the return, uh, last scene, just last week, as a matter of fact, uh, of Farthorn. The return of the Farthorn. Could you explain that, please? I'm not quite well, familiar with that. My, my, based on the credits, um, yeah. it's, it's, it's apparently it's some uh, Mozart. <laughs> it's the Mozart being played with okay. the, the, the fartiest horn you've ever heard. I, I believe maybe it's a French horn. Maybe it's fitting there. I'm not sure. I don't know. Could you give me um, a sample of what that sounds like? Because I'm still not quite placing that. Could you give me a sample? Uh, Almost none of that uh, went through. So one more time, please. Uh, I have to. I may have to make more like a succulent sound. Uh, okay. Like that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Sure. Um, yeah. That that sound. Uh, it's throughout this movie. Throughout this motion picture. Would you say that uh, that's good? Uh, it is what it is. 
Okay. Uh, I, I mean, uh, would I say that's Varda? Would you say that's fart? Uh. Yeah, I, I didn't put that horn music in. Anyway, oh. so I note once again, beautiful images. Uh, her films are really well shot. Yeah. Sure, there. Give it up. Give it up for uh, Varda's cinematographer. Uh, yeah, we we have a couple walking through the meadow. They the kids. They they kept kept in a little like mosquito tent. I guess is what's going on there. And it's Father's Day. It kicks off with, and yeah, I've got this um, woman, uh, mm-hmm. Teresa, uh, who's like a really doting, lovely uh, woman uh, taking care of her man. Uh, and everything seems great. Everything's great. Uh, he works, uh, he's like a carpenter. Or work, works in like in a shop. So they have a life, and she does uh, dress fittings. Uh, wedding dresses and stuff like that out of her house, out of the house, and everything's swell. They go visit family. There's a lot of uh, face kissing because it's the European way. Mm, okay. Yeah, and yeah, you just get like snapshots of day to day life, doing stuff as a family, and then uh, our boy Francois he starts hitting up a conversation here, making eyes at the that. Uh, before mentioned, uh, attractive postal worker, uh, this this blonde number that you know you pay. I don't know. This is like 1960s technology where you're paying pennies for the mail and for phone calls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the only way uh, for this to work. This is uh, Emily, and v yeah, Emily? so the Emily, and so soon enough, yes, they begin an affair, mm. and he's like, it's no big deal. He's just doing it. He's just stepping out. And uh, he goes back and forth um, between, like, kind of... It doesn't seem like there's, like, a juggling of, like, the affair with his home life. He's just doing it. And uh, I guess you would see, like, you know, the the mistress, I guess, is, like, somewhat jealous. And then... Uh, it's like, well, I don't know why. I mean, the fact that you spend time with your wife makes me feel bad. And he's he explains how why they're how they're different. <laughs> and how are they different, Jarrett? Well, yeah, I think he like, calls his mistress oh, you're a, little, a little more like animalistic, uh, and we're we're more alike, you and I. But my wife, my wife, she's got her upsides too. Wow, what else, what other stuff do you got over yeah. there? You got a lot uh, of tidbits today. Uh, tid, tidbits, tidbits. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, there's this bit, and he tells her this. Uh, and there's a, a scene, like, I'm like, what? I don't know why this was in the movie. But, uh, so we have uh, Therese, who's like the woman you, sh- you should be feeling sympathy for, I guess. Uh, where she starts complaining about, like, this, you know, ugly woman who came in to get her dress fixed and said, I don't want to work on her dress. It makes me depressed because they're ugly. And you're like, whoa. (laughs) Like, like, do you think she's making fun of poor people? Is that probably, I mean, yeah, she's, she's complaining about it. It's like, Oh yeah, I don't want to work on her dress. Yeah. And you're like, well, maybe you deserve what you got to (laughs) come. What does she have coming? Well, anyway, uh, I'm making a note here. Apple speech. <laughs> I don't even remember that. What was the Apple speech? There's a whole thing about apples. Um, 
Well, there's oh well no. So is this when is this like the end of the movie when he's he's well, like admitting his things? Because there's there's yes. talk of an apple tree. Okay, yes. this is what he says. He says you have an apple orchard and it's awesome and you love oh it. yeah you love walking through it and eating those apples. But one day you see that there is an apple tree outside your orchard, <laughs> but those apples are delicious too. So you want to eat them. But you still she, want your orchard. You still want to eat those apples too. His wife goes, "Are you cheating on me?" And he goes, "Yes." And I'll tell you why that's a good thing. Yeah, he he does spin it. Uh, <laughs> he, he he does spin it so positively. He's like, "Yeah, I am." And he's like, "But look, I got energy. I'm viral." He said, "Look, we'll have you dog every you, night." You, yeah, you haven't even you haven't even noticed. You see mm. how good it is? And she's like, "Yeah." I see. I get it. Ah, I like you even more now. <laughs> yeah. I love seeing you so happy. Anyways, everything's gonna work out great. Let's go to sleep. In because they're they're out having their like uh, outing again, like picnicking, uh, out in the you know park somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Buddy wakes up. And he's like, "Hey, where's my wife?" And you're like, "Uh oh, Spaghettios!" And he he has to now take his uh, two kids because they have these two young kids. With him, and she's like looking. Where's, have anyone seen my wife? Have you anyone seen her? She was wearing a whatever blue dress, and he's trying to find her, find her, find her. And you're like, uh oh, well, where this is going. And sure enough, ah, they dredge her out of the water. She kills herself, just like that, like kind of off camera. And then the because you had some some where's mama? Where's mama? Some little kids. But you know what? Forget about her. <laughs> We'll just bring Emily into our life and forget all about that happiness. Uh, and we're going to wear like um, autumnal colors as we walk through the fall leaves in that park. Uh, like we're, we're popping right out of a, a Sears catalog. Um, mm. and everything And everything works out fine. The end. And what do you think the moral of this story? <laughs> well, this is this is this isn't seven moral tales. It's not. This is, this is called the boner, RJ. Remember? <laughs> and did he in fact do those things? Yeah, he did. He did that. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So, anyways, uh, I've read I've read a couple people's takes on this. Uh, mm-hmm. Some describing it as a. Uh, a horror movie wrapped up in sunflowers. Um, and it's uh, also an excruciating feminist diatribe strummed to the tune of a love ballad. It's one of the most terrifying films I've ever seen. What do they mean by terrifying? Uh, it's a matter of fact, RJ. You know, did you know about uh, daylight horror? Uh, I don't actually. Could you explain that to me, please? Well, it's when bad things happen in broad daylight. And uh, is that why is that of note or relevance at all? Because bad things happen in daylight all like every single day. Oh, every single day. Yeah, I'd say, but not in the but not in the cinema. Uh, I don't feel like that's true. I feel like I've seen many horror movies that happen in daylight. Jaws. As a lot of day, uh, like that's almost entirely in daylight, except for the opening, except for the night scenes, <laughs> except for the night scenes. Well, I, uh, I do believe Jaws gets thrown into the daylight horror camp, RJ. So, 
Yeah, I know, but I don't. Check I don't, and mate. I don't understand like the. Dis- I I know Check this is a bit, very mate. popular thing, but like I feel like I've seen many many horror movies that have daylight, and it's like why is this like a uh, a subcategory of its own? Oh, oh no, so the, the, the horror, like horror said that this. stinks. I just want to say that the uh, what I just quoted was from a, yeah, a, a person named Jenny uh, Chamaret. Uh, a 2019 tribute to Agnes Varda wrote this I don't know, larger piece, I'm assuming, uh, about Varda uh, with two other authors. But, yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What... RJ, what did you think of Le Bonheur? Jared, what do you think, I think, of the Boner? Of the Boner. I don't yeah. know. Did you say no. what you think? Yep. No, no, I'm, okay. I'm just gonna th- I'm just throwing it at you right now. Okay. Curveball. Curveball. That's that's called daylight mm. podcasting. Oh, okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, well, the boner is uh out of the var uh the var who is this Vargas? Is Angus Vargas? Is that who made this movie again? I can't remember. Angus Vargas. Varda. Oh, Agnes Varda. Okay. Uh, this movie is definitely better than last week's, in my opinion. Okay. Um, what was last week's again? That was La Point Court. But oh, this the shit carp. Yes. Well, this, this, this didn't carp. have. Where, where were the cats, though? Uh, yeah, this movie doesn't have cats. Yeah. Um, I thought. I thought this movie was alright. Uh, I'm not a big Vard head like uh, a lot of the other, like all those people pretend to be, which I've I've uh, elaborated on before. Not the biggest Vard head, but uh, there were things I did like in this movie. I thought it looked good. I thought it was nice. I do think this movie falls into the art house trash category, just because, especially during that death scene later, uh, where it's just like flashing and it's like distortions of like his reality or whatever. I was like, um. I was like, that's kind of farty. Uh, <laughs> like, it's it's not a bad, like, little, like, affair story. But my problem with this is not as much Agnes Varda, but French New Wave in general. Like, it's all the fucking same. It's just, like, these horned-up French dudes. Yeah. And they always have, like, a side girlfriend or something like that. And then it's just, like... Yeah, Mr. Reese. See- scenes in an apartment where they're, like, slicing apples and eating them <laughs> off knives. And then, like, I think you know exactly what I mean, but all this French well, New Wave stuff I, I, just I, feels I, I, I've been so watching similar with you all along the yes. way. Yes, yes. So I feel like you, I feel like you understand that. Yeah. But um, there were some things that I liked in this. I was like, oh yeah, I was like, that looks nice, and I did mm-hmm. think the story between oh, the colors. The colors yes. that 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 blue uh, painted wall uh, that you see, everything like that, that's the thing with these uh, Varda movies uh, from like a production standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, un- unimpeachable. Like they look amazing. Like yes, they, they do. you you, you yes, wish because this is like kind of a uh, what like what Wes Anderson does, but he is really precious about it. You know mm-hmm. the annoying way that like it makes people hate Wes Anderson because yeah. it's so self-aware. Whereas this is just kind of like, yeah, you know, things don't look like this in the real world, but we're making fucking movies and yeah. we can make things look the way we want. And it mm-hmm. looks completely normal. And it makes you question like, did everything look this beautiful in 1965? I know it's not true, 
But mm. man, like, look how much how easy it would be. Like, the the materials look nicer. Uh, mm -hmm. it, you like you could paint your walls like these great colors that are very uh, very uh, filmic that lend themselves yeah. really well to being shot. And you're like, huh. Maybe I could live in a 1960s cinema, like in a movie. Uh, and you, you go, could, sure. I, yeah. And you, you could do it right now. Maybe uh, when you have mm -hmm. people looking at your uh, heater later, maybe get a painter in and go, I want the Varda. And they'll go, ah, we. Ah, we are on we. <laughs> a little French joke for you there, Jared. Uh, go on. Uh yeah, anyways, like it, it does look like um very nice. It's a super nice looking movie. And uh I didn't mind some parts of the um uh like the story, the love affair story. Like some of it I was just like, Yeah, that's all right. Uh um I did think the ending was kind of dumpy, um, because he's like, <laughs> I'm having an affair and then nap, wake up to she her casting herself into the river like a dramatic off camera friend. yeah well they there's a little they they do a little where it shows her going into the water while he's like freaking out and it's it gets mm. all uh, fartsy there's a, a a split second scene of her like falling in there but uh, i was like is that's it, is dr it, dramatic yeah is, is that his imagining it though yes i think so but yeah, yeah. like he's or i think even in his imagination she's like reaching for something and then she like falls and he's like she wasn't trying to kill herself she fell uh. um but uh i did think i was just like girl you don't need him just leave don't like throw yourself into the river i was like you're being crazy don't do that you're being crazy um but uh, I thought that was dramatic. And then uh, the replacement of his wives, he's like, well, she's gone. But uh, hey kids. you're here. You've got a new mom. Yeah, and the ending, so I, I thought it was really dumb where he's like, well, I'll let you guys get a, uh, I'll let you guys get sorted out here, like familiar with yourselves. I'll be back later. And he just seems like aimlessly walking. He's like, you guys play amongst yourselves. Get to meet your new mom. And then he, he goes for a stroll. And you're just like, who is this guy? And then you go, oh, yeah, he's French. Man, you know what they say? The French sure are carefree and spontaneous, hey, Jerry? No. no. They sure are. They sure um, are. But what was I uh, saying? Yeah, so some of this movie I found really annoying, like that stuff. And um, some of this movie's great. Looks great. I didn't mind some of the story. But uh, I just, I don't know. I'm just kind of sick of French New Wave. It's just a... Uh, it's fucking boring. It's always the same shit. Like, always. And I know we're going to have a French new wave in, like, another week or two. Next it's week. Probably going to be the same fucking shit. Is it a romance story about a guy who has an affair with a girlfriend, and they sit in an apartment and talk to each other a lot? Well, I, I, it's Godard, so yes. But I bet you but it's going to have a man on the run. We yeah. Rewatch um, Moonrise Kingdom. We need to rewatch Moonrise Kingdom for now. Well, you, I mean, you could. Do I need to? Could. I could. I could do a lot of things. Could do a lot of things. I could you live stream me watching like. the Oscars, but like, let's be real. What's actually going to happen here? You know what I mean? What What did uh, Amy Tobin say about this in her essay for the film? Fuck. Who could forget her words on this? <laughs> you. This film? 
few films have inspired as many wildly differing interpretations in the decades since their releases. Agnes Varda's 1964 Le Bonheur Happiness. Is it a pastoral? A social satire? A slap down of De Gaulle style family values? A lyrical evocation of open marriage? Is the central character a good husband who knows how to enjoy life? A psychopath? A cad? Or an unreal cardboard construction? Are the implications of the film's title ironic or sincere? And indeed, mm-hmm. what is happiness? I don't know. What is boner? Some have said. What is boner? The bone. The. That's German, actually. Not a lot of people know that. Discussing the scene in her interview with critic Gerald Perry in 1977, Varda remarked that at this point, uh, Teresa's reaction should have been, go to hell, I want to be alone with you. But if Varda had such a thought in 1964, it's not evident in the film. Hmm. Where do you think it is? Uh, This was Varda's third feature film. We've now seen... I think her first three movies because we've seen Cleo from five to seven. Uh, uh yes, Cleo Vegaband. Vegaband. Well, that's Vega what I'm band. Even, but even uh, Le, Le Point Court. Uh, Le Poop Cart. Uh, Carp, I believe, is what you're. Carp. Carp. Le, Le, Le Poop Carp. Well, it's because about fishermen. Not, not the poop cart. Yeah. Yeah. Poop Carp. Poop Carp. Yeah. That was, uh, the chair was squeaking. Settle down. Settle down, Danzig. Uh, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. I... Oh, yeah, you haven't know. told me what you, you thought. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's indifference. It's, it's, it, it's indifference to this. Um, I don't know. Mm. You know what's, you know what's, uh, better than an 80-minute movie, though? What's that? A 40-minute movie. <laughs> You old dog, you old dog. I also did that, and uh, act. And what? Act- I don't even know what you mean. I don't know what you mean either. No, I don't know what you mean either. But uh, Andrea was. Uh, she came and watched like the last hat, like half of this movie. She's like, "What's this?" And she saw the colors, and she's like, "Those colors are nice." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. those colors are nice." And then uh, she's like, "Why are they talking so fast?" I said, "Ah, it's the French people, you know." <laughs> Uh, I did. Uh, I did tell her what was really going on, and I was like, "Does that bug you?" And she's like, "Nah." She's like, "That doesn't bug me at all." And I went, "All right." And then, then you Homer Simpson. I didn't learn a thing. And I didn't learn a thing. Yes, which is good oh. stuff. Yeah. So you uh, indifferent, eh? Indifference. I mean, again, it's so it's so left open to interpretation. It's like yeah. it's like poetry. Uh, you it can rhymes. bring you can bring whatever you want to it, and be like, ah. I am so smart. Mm. Well, where would you put it know. between Tout va bien and IVT Loni? What would I don't know, but I wonder what Ari Aster would have done because it would have been three hours long. It would have been three hours long, and at the end, a sunflower would have like encased, like sunflowers would have encased this woman, and she would have got pulled down into the dirt, and then you go, oh wow. Oh wow! Remember, oh, wow. remember Midsummer? Uh, I do the, remember Midsummer. The, the, the guys, the bear. I do remember that. Remember when you and me saw that in theaters, and at about three hours and eight minutes, we were just kind of like kicking our heels at the ground, just going, right. "Hurry up!" Where, where, where's, where's, where, where's the two times speed button? 
<laughs> I said, why are they taking so long? Why, why hey, do people you know, like this shit? Did you know that uh, his new movie is available to us right now to watch I, I, I'm services? I am aware. Uh, I am aware. Maybe that can be a Patreon goal. If we can raise, <laughs> no rush. I don't no know, rush. like 10 grand in the next week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> sounds like, sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, people, I, I bet it would be a well-listened-to episode. People love that fucking guy. Fuck. So, like, what, what would you do with uh, your share? Me? Uh, I don't know. I would probably invest in, uh, like, Bitcoin. That seems oh. to be doing well. Or, like, Tesla. It, that it, that it, seems foolproof. <laughs> um, Twitter stock, I, I believe, is not, not bad. I could probably throw it in there. Well, there is no Twitter stock. It's, pro- it's privately owned, my friend. Um, Twitter stock is, uh, seems pretty good. So I could probably throw it in there. Tesla stock. Uh, I could go, I could buy into Mar-a-Lago. That, that could Ooh. be prosperous. Yeah. I know a guy who's looking for some money. He could spend that 5,000 very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I could do a lot of stuff with that. A lot of like yeah. prosperous, like, uh, sure things. I would say a sure thing. You want to hear from people who hate this movie? Okay. Uh, I immediately laugh. Jay bursts half a star. I've never skipped this many ten seconds ever in my life. Uh, Lord, Lord knows I have. Remember that when they're talking about the uh, in Dirty Work when he says, "I've never seen so many dead hookers in my life," and he goes, "Lord knows I have." Mm-hmm. Ah, Jared. Uh, anyways, one of this guy's most uh, popular reviews is for a thing called dick elves from 2011 uh and it seems like it's a four minute short i feel like jared's got to add this to his list of some kind because okay. i feel like you'd be in it this guy's got run lola run in their favorite one of their favorite films which dawson from dawson's creek also said run lola run was his favorite movie Damn. and uh yeah it's a deep cut oh this guy five starred midsummer so there you go <laughs> Run Lola Run considered a deep cut. Uh, well, no, but like for the Dawson crowd, I think. Oh, I feel yeah. like that's what really sent it off. It's like it strapped a rocket to the back, and uh, yeah. look, look at it now, Ty Twiker. You talking about Run Lola or Dawson? Run Lola. Oh, okay. Dawson was going to be a filmmaker, wasn't he? He was going to be, yeah, and that's wherever, wherever happened to Pacey. Uh, Pacey, you know, a lot of people, Jarrett. Became a podcaster, I heard. A lot of, a lot of people say that uh, I give off a uh, Joshua Jackson vibe. A lot of people mm-hmm. saying that. Like, like, like Joshua Jackson of, of Fringe? Uh, yes, of Fringe fame. Yeah, and Pacey fame. Yeah, Pacey. the man who, who brought us Fringe. Ikram. Ikram, half a star. Oh, okay. Who actually enjoys this shit? I wish they didn't say this. I wish it was just who actually enjoys shit. That would have been funnier. Uh, we got a ham and agar here, Jarrett. Santan Tango, Autumn Sonata, fucking something that, called Wasp. Is, this, is that what constitutes a ham and agar? Santan Tango? Yes, it does. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, you got that fucking thing in your, your five most liked movies? You're, you're a ham and agar, 100%. <laughs> All right, Bobby Heenan. Uh, how about... Oh man, this is so close to perfection. Bone Stomper sixty nine, <laughs> just like Classic. one off, one off. You would have been perfect. Half a star. Yeah. There's still thirty minutes left as I'm writing this review. 
but I can't fathom any sequence of events redeeming such a boring movie. Well shot with beautiful colors, then nothing. Anyone else male fantasy bad? Desperate aesthetic pleadings bereft of ardor and impact. I fucking despise watching French people walk back and forth in <laughs> idyllic woods and sleepy streets. Wee oui, wee, oui, this ha ha that. Feels like the whole film moves in slow motion. I'm <laughs> I'm glad she drowned. <laughs> Nausea inducing French cringe. Oh man, that's good. I like that. Got, got him, boner bone stomper. Uh, Bone Stomper sixty nine seems like an incredible person. Well, that's Orgoff the Mutilator in the profile. Yeah. yeah, they got they got some cool stuff here. Their uh, bio says pond scum holding back the vomit, and then in skulls they have four twenty movies oh. a year, which I think is really cool. Uh, favorite films include uh something called Ooh. the Burning Moon. Yeah, I've seen Burning Moon. Septic Man. Uh, that's that. I bet you. Uh, oh, I like his These review. Are some corpse picks. I I am septic man is one of his <laughs> one of their one of their reviews. Uh, corpse is one hundred percent seen septic man. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say demons seem like corpse picks. I've, I've seen demons. I gave that uh, four and a half stars. And then there's Strawinsky in the mysterious house. I mean that looks cool too. Whatever that is. Uh, I like this, ten, I like this uh, review what... for Mad God. Smoking on that shit that made God mad. Five stars. Uh, like that. The most recent review for Stronsky in the Mysterious House from 2012. 10th watch. Whoa. What Whoa. is this thing? 30 minutes? I'll watch this. Whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, I think it might fall into the uh, uh, Actium Jackson Maximus territory. He might. Hey, this, this, we might, we don't do uh, um, guests on the show anymore, but. Uh, this bone stomper. Listen to this review of 2018's The Kissing Booth. So one star to The Kissing Booth, The Pissing Poop. Whoa. I mean, is that's it, pretty. Is this you? I mean, well, no, they, they one and a half Paddington, too, which is that's crazy. But uh, uh, that was a really I... good review of that one movie. That was good. I liked it. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. that review, at least. Yeah, I am septic man. Did you like this review? Oh, okay. It's got one like. I thought that might have been you. Not yet. Uh, yeah, this person's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool dude. I think uh, B Bone Stomper sixty nine. You're getting a follow from me. <laughs> I like uh, their vibe. I'm glad she drowned. Ah, <laughs> uh, classic. <laughs> yeah, it's. Oh, guess what? And then he got Kaju, uh, one star. The only thing I like about this is that his wife drowned herself. Uh, people really get uh, behind that. I like this. Yeah. Oh, are... and then Hilan writes, people can't be replaced that easily. Uh, actually, they can. And then uh, one of the comments read it, because uh, I see the R. Oh, yeah. Wo whoosh. Uh, I don't think that's how that how you Whoosh. use that. Whoosh means it goes over your head. That's what but it's that's, like. That's that's what the person's saying. I no, I know, I know, but like, I feel like they're 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 redditing wrong. They're not doing it right, Jared. We got David. Jesus Christ! Another DNF. 
I like Cleo from five to seven, but this just didn't land. Starting to think French New Wave just isn't my thing. Were they consciously trying to make annoying, boring movies? Yeah. What does DNF mean? Did not finish. Oh, is that like something the kids say? Uh, letterboxed people. I don't know if I call them kids. Oh, this person half starred a woman under the influence. That's crazy. I know some people don't like Cassavetes, but like. That's crazy. They have star Tenant, and their review says, fuck you, Christopher Nolan. Whoa. It's, a, it's got a huge, oh. just like. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Just spitting vitriol all over in this review. Person's really mad for some reason. I mean, I didn't like, like, Tenant's not great, but it's like, don't gotta get mad about it. <laughs> just be, just be normal, dude. Yeah. Oh. Be normal, man. <laughs> Well, from now on, when people click on my review of Lebanon, they'll see that I liked Bone Stomper 69. Good. I am septic, man. I am septic, man. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, well, I mean, on the upside, uh, Calvin, five-starred this. Watching this again was like seeing a whole different thing. From the start, I was into how the artifice of the colors and dialogue was the whole point. I didn't get that until the end the first time. Either way, this film is incredible and kind of will be the blueprint for those subversive genre films. This is the Everest of them all for me. Is it? Yep. Is it really Everest? Uh, and then someone else uh, said, don't be fooled. This is a psychological horror. Is it? No, <laughs> it's not RJ. Is it actually a psychological horror, Jarrett? Oh, yeah. Or no, is it potentially no. something else? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Final thoughts? Final thoughts? Psychological horror? No, that's that's bullshit. All these Ag people... Ag Agnes Varda, ma ma Master of the Macabre. Oh, my God. People need to get over the, themselves the, the when they say shit like this. The seamstress of suspense. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all these people, they say shit like there's just, like, actually a horror film. <laughs> actually. And it's like, no, it isn't. Like, just because you don't like the content doesn't mean it's fucking horror. Get over yourself. Yeah, come on. Fucking weirdos. Yeah, but, 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 this is like the, what film critic types, though, do. It's all about, like, genre. It's about, like, trying to, like, yeah. hot take yourself into something to a genre. Mm. Uh, I remember uh, the... Uh, <sighs> Was it the uh, vulgar uh, auteurs? Remember that? The vulgar huh? auteurs? Yeah, that's right. Vulgar auteur. Like, like you know what? Sometimes it's okay just to say, I, I like uh, Steven Seagal movies. Uh, <laughs> you don't need yeah, to justify okay. it, buddy. You don't have to justify anything. You don't have to talk about aesthetics. You say, you... Like, you know, sometimes I just like to see a guy uh, kick, kicked in the ass. Kiss, kick his ass. Kicked in the nuts? I they should kissed in the ass. I was going to say, whoa, throw, Jared. Thrown through a, a patio uh, glass doors sometimes, you know? Well, see mm -hmm. that? Gary Gary Collection style. Gary Collection or Gary Collection? You know what Gary I mean? Gary Collection. Like Tony Collette. You ever seen that guy? <sighs> After the break, mm -hmm. we're going to put on our fall sweaters and go for a stroll through the 
French Park and forget about this episode ever happening. So it's no surprise that living only leaves me sad. Happiness, where are you? I've searched so long for you. Happiness, what are you? RJ, if you were like, I don't know, in your backyard one day and looking after the apples and you looked over the fence and you saw another podcaster man, would you uh, start a podcast without telling me? Yeah, but like once I once I explain it to you that like just because just because a guy's got an apple orchard doesn't mean that guy doesn't still want to like you know what? eat some what? apples somewhere else. Well, I mean, um, nothing like, wrong what, what, with what, that. What's, what's what's your podcast about? This guy. Uh, it's well, it's kind of like a film critique thing, and uh, but like it's it's a very like niche film critique thing. Like it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? Like it's. No, people don't really get it. People don't really get me. You know. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, that's good. Uh, I'll I'll just podcast with you harder. We'll podcast so hard. It'll be the best podcast. <laughs> Not necessary. Not necessary. There's a, a body of water right there. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterbox. I'm uh, Jared Duncan. He's Barnlow. We've got a Discord. RJ. What's that? Social media platform. One dollar. Patreon. It's going to grow huge. She's going to be huge. She's going to be so swollen. It's going to be painful. Oh, oh Jesus. It's going to hurt. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to do something about that. You might have to see somebody about that. Jesus. Jesus. We're on SoundCloud. iTunes, Google Play. No one listens yeah. anymore. It's fine. Next week, more French w- New Wave because RJ demands it. Oh, Jean-Luc yes, Godard's Perro Le Feu from 1965 as well. Like I'm, yeah, I'm getting conflicting reports here. I got Criterion Essay saying 1964, and I'm seeing 1965. What's going on here? What's going on? Anyways, mm. who's to say? Or, uh, I guess uh, uh, because someone demanded it, uh, we're, we're going to do a a thing in March, RJ. I did a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love when people say shit like that? Still, uh, I did this. Th- I mean, I I did a thing that ten years ago. That's fine. No problem. Uh, even then, even then, it was a bit much, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. a bit much, y'all. Um, stop doing that. Don't okay. say that. It's, it's, I won't. I won't. RJ. Oh, I know you do. No, you do nothing though. What do you and mean? If you did something, you wouldn't post about it. Uh, that's true. I I do nothing, and I don't post about anything other right. than nothing. The way it should be. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do a, a special. What do you mean by that? A special. Details. Yes, details to follow. But if you're not already on the Discord, 
<laughs> I think about doing so. Let me tell you. Why, um, this is news to me. Is this something that I have to do? Yeah, you do. What do you mean by that? Better uh, make sure you still fit into that tux of yours. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> That's going to be... Oh, good night. going to be what? Good night. Good lord. And with that, um, I bid you all adieu. Mm. What was that sound you just made? Explain that. Francais? Explain that to me, please. Ennui? Oh, perfect. <laughs>